deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shriekcast, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, it's a very special day today. We are recording on an auspicious holiday. Wonderful. What is it? Well, <laughs> it's Liz Day. It's Liz Birthday Day. Oh, it's Liz's birthday. Liz's birthday day. Happy birthday to well, thank Liz. You, thank you very much. How is your birthday going? Are you a are you a birthday celebrator? Are you a big big shindig birthday thrower? Yes and no, but it never works out on the actual day, right? Because at the same time, it's it's Liz Day. It's my birthday. That's uh, right. But at the same time, it's Wednesday, right? <laughs> it is. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I I have the most like sheltered birthday in that mine is right before Christmas. So I it's my my whole life up until like i graduated college it was like i'd be on vacation during my birthday right i mean yeah that that's the real that's tough right because i have an august birthday and so my whole childhood had the summers off summer vacation don't go to school on my birthday and then suddenly you get thrust into the the cold quote unquote, real world. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's freaking Wednesday on it's your birthday. It's freaking Wednesday on your birthday. That's yeah, that's rough. The mm-hmm. if it, we, We're in a similar position of, of being at one point used to our birthdays, just being free and clear, easy, easy to plan around, easy to get something going. Now we've been, as you say, thrust, thrust into the cold light of day, uh, mm-hmm. joining the rat race. Birthdays are no longer... No longer what they once were. What's what's your ideal birthday situation? Well, right now, I think my ideal birthday situation is either on a Monday or a Friday, because then I would just take a three-day weekend, right? That's the yes. sweet spot. You just take that PTO day on the Friday or the Monday, um, and you've got a, a three-day weekend birthday. But um, other than that, I, I like to... Um, the tradition that my parents always did for me when I was a kid is they did, like gifts in the evening but they put together like a birthday bag in the morning so i would wake up every morning and there would be like a bag of little it's sort of like stocking stuffers right like little <laughs> little gifts so um they would always do that for me uh so that's sort of my ideal birthday vision that's cute i like that yeah when i when i was a kid my uh my dad especially really liked to do like he would make like a puzzle like birthday puzzle where I'd have Ooh. to like guess guess where you know he'd hide stuff and I'd have to like guess where the gifts were and stuff oh, like that's that. that's super fun. It was very yeah, a little scavenger hunt, that kind of thing. He, he still does that occasionally for like my my mom's birthday and stuff, but yeah, that's 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 sort of been the the tradition on my end is the like a, a little scavenger hunt or game or or some other puzzle uh, Cute. that we do. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, a little a, a little birthday activity. Um, I like I like the baggy thing, though. That is cute. Mm-hmm. So n- let me ask you this. Moving from birthday to Christmas, the other, you know, another holiday mm-hmm. here. Not as important as Liz's birthday, of course. But right. Yeah. Do you do stockings? Is, is stockings still like a because like, I, I'm from England and that was just like very 
hammered in like that that is like the big christmas thing but i I don't know how big the 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 stocking thing is still like outside of that sphere yeah yeah no it was big it was something that we did every year um just like the little little gifts that would go in Mm -hmm. the stocking and you'd always get like a mandarin orange in there as well yep yep okay Mm -hmm. okay so same here we get the get a get a satsuma get some candy in there that's the that that's that's what the stockings are for Yep, and like a toothbrush. <laughs> uh, it, I think my practical one that I always would get uh, in in the stocking as a kid was socks. That was where where new oh, socks came sure. from. Oh, sure, yeah, that works too. The practical gift, which I this is such an old hat joke, vaudeville level dinosaur ancient, but like you become an adult and you start liking it when you get socks on your birthday. Pretty That's good. That's right. You sure do. Absolutely. Um, I hate being reminded of the slow march of time, but um, it, it is true. I appreciate getting some socks. The, the, the cruel, the cruel hands of fate, the, the wheel of time. That's no fun. But uh, getting some free socks or like, uh, I don't know, like a, like a tooth, toothbrush sounds pretty good, too. Honestly, all, all those pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll just use a toothbrush forever. So it kind of is <laughs> on. It'll be on other people to get me a it's new all- toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of rely on the on the kindness of others there. Do you I do, to? I do. <laughs> do you have like a as a kid like any? Did you was there ever like a a like birthday gift that was just like oh my like like that's just the one the perfect the perfect oh, childhood birthday gift? I mean, not that I can really. Th- think of off the top of my head i feel like the the two things for me for birthdays was pokemon cards in the birthday bag right because those are like little stocking stuffer type gifts and then like the video game of the of the evening gifts right Right, and then i was set. i've got my video my new video game and i've got my pokemon cards yeah that's what's up Mm -hmm. that's what's up well, happy, happy Liz Day. Happy birthday, I think. Thank you very much. I think this is our first birthday recording day. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this is a, a fun birthday activity here because uh, it better be a good episode. <laughs> hey, we, we have we have been on a run of bangers, I think. These these last few as, as the Hunger Games has been kind of winding down. Uh, these these have been these have been exciting. Yeah, we've been a little wound up. We've been all wound up because the book the books are getting wacky and and also I can I feel like I have been in a sort of a like anticipatory state of just like realizing like oh my god we're finishing the book I can like look for posts now I love to look for posts which is it it, it, it like key ingredient in some of the Twilight and Harry Potter episodes right of just like finding finding some funny posts to talk about. Right, absolutely. And looking for the news. And like granted we've still got two more books to go so I can't go like completely gorging myself on, on, on posts here, but I do have one here that I thought might be a fun birthday activity. A little a little a little birthday game. Great. For our news segment here. This was uploaded uh on July 27th, 2023, so a few days ago on BuzzFeed. <laughs> We can tell if you'd win the Hunger Games based on your home design preferences. Oh, okay. I'm going to send you this one just so you can see the pictures, but 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 let's see uh, if our home design preferences question mark uh, uh, will win us a Hunger Game. Great. 
this is the weirdest like combination i've like I, i'm so glad that i immediately was able to like pull off the like the spoiler tags and immediately find some insane <laughs> yeah so no preamble on this one we're just right into the questions number one pick an exterior and we've got um sort of a like modern rustic cabin thing mm-hmm. top left We've got a very modern kind of I, not not really like Frank Lloyd Wright e, but like very you know very square geometric modern home. Sure. For number yeah. two, we've got sort of a a ranch house in the bottom right, and then a farm style, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm not living in that. Yeah, sure. What do you think out of these other three? Well, let me put this thing out here. Which is that the modern house makes me think of what maybe the Cullens lived in. Mmm. Yes. Because I see that big window and I think maybe they're playing vampire chess in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so vampire chess could be on the table uh, on, in the modern home. That's right. And and you think that if if this was our taste in 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 interior decor and we were playing vampire chess we might have like a strategist's mind when it came to being in the hunger games i forgot we were doing hunger games at all (laughs) (laughs) how how could anyone forget the uh very strong premise of this quiz we can tell you'd win the hunger games based on your home design preferences I legitimately <laughs> forgot what we were doing. It's it's so simple. How could you forget? <laughs> it's such an obvious combination of things. Okay, okay. So if we live in the modern house, maybe we live in the district that um does like modern technology. So we'd be like the kid oh, that true. does the explosives, but he died. He died um, yeah. really, really easily. So uh, maybe not that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I didn't forget what the what the what the prompt was, but I have to say, I feel like I don't have like that much better of a grasp on the question. Like, I'm just being shown four pictures of houses, and I'm like, yeah, I guess these are nice. Like, yeah, I'd live in the top left house, right? Yeah, that yeah. looks cozy. Yeah, it's that's it's cozy. It's got a. It's kind of got that thing. I, I never know how to feel about houses like that where there's just like the living room just has a giant. It's just glass. I, I sometimes feel like I'm in like a fish tank in that kind of situation. Right. Yeah. But it's it's the coziest one out of these, I think, and and yeah, uh, the least ostentatious. Let's go with that one. Okay, we'll go with number one. Number two, choose a kitchen. So we these have, are all the same to me. These are all the same kitchen. These are all <laughs> really huge, open, white kitchens. These are not different. It doesn't matter. These aren't different. What are they doing? These. Oh, okay. I guess the second one is all marble. That's different. Is this a? Is this really asking us about countertops? These are the same to me. They're all marble. They're all marble. The one in the bottom right, I think, looks like a cooking show. Like this is where you, yeah. this is where you live if you have a like really high production value cooking YouTube <laughs> channel. So I'm this taking is, that one right out. It looks exactly like the one from that video of uh, Gwen Stefani and uh, Giada. Oh, and that slut Giada. <laughs> (laughs) 
one day we have to find that video again. I've been looking for that. Do they still have that? The like. <laughs> I think they do. They only got rid of the one with Trey Cool doing <laughs> doing oh, the concert. Yeah. But yeah, there's the one with Gwen Stefani and Giada uh, cooking yes. uh, for us and all the commenters uh, talking about Giada's like, low-cut shirt. I found it. Gwen Stefani and Giada De Laurentiis in the kitchen. Oh, but this is a this is a re-upload. Did yeah, because all take the it? comments were about yeah. how Giada was... <laughs> and then the comments are turned off on this one. Oh my god, no way. Is the same thing happening here? <laughs> Williams Sonoma. This cuz this was in Williams Sonoma. Let me just see if I can make sure to get that. Okay, here's the official one. Are the comments still available? Yes. Now, I hope <laughs> they haven't deleted all of these. This is some deep Shriekcast lore. This is this is ancient lore. This is pre-Shriekcast, I think. Oh, we definitely talked about it on the show. Uh, I was wondering how Giada was going to somehow throw an Italian curve to our good old American apple pie. Welp, she managed to do it by adding Parmesan to the crust. What the <laughs> hell? I mean, seriously? No. Sorry, Giada. Keep your parm for your pastas, eye-rolling emoji. I don't even think Gwen liked it that much, but she's such a <laughs> sweetheart. She's just going to grin and bear it. Oh, my God. It, it was all these, like, middle-aged moms and like grandma's just saying the meanest shit <laughs> gotta love her giada is just a cleavage shower watch her on food network girl <laughs> always showing cleavage oh my god <laughs> why? why does giada feel like she has to teach another italian what being italian is i'm so over her <laughs> <laughs> She she needs to pull her shirt up like Lady Gwen. This is why are they why are they being so mean to her? Oh yeah, that's the that's the that's the Gwen and Giada kitchen. We we're staying out of there. Uh, it sounds like there's some dark dark energy surrounding it. Mm-hmm. But they're otherwise these are all the same. These are all the fucking same. Yeah. Okay. So we've got three marble islands. Two mm-hmm. of them have bar stools. One of them just has like regular chairs. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's two islands in in the in the second one with the chairs. Oh, there so are, not, aren't there? The two islands is sort of odd. I've not seen that before. It makes me want to pick it just because it's like the odd one out. Yeah, I, the 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 first one is it's too empty it's creepy it would it would sound like we were in an aircraft hangar i think if yep. like we were talking in there mm-hmm. S- the third one's like okay but i don't like stools in the kitchen sure I, I definitely prefer chairs i don't know i don't know if you have any strong feelings on that sure should we, should we do second one we've got two yeah, islands in a chair it's yeah. funny because i think we've landed on the second one but it's probably my least favorite but we're going with it anyway it's it's the ugliest, but it's like the least cavernous, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. We, we won't even talk about the Gwen and Giada kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pick number two. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Where it's like it's ugly, but it's the most. I think it's the most practical for me. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know. Select a living room. Okay, I'm sorry. These are all the same again. These are all the same, except for one has a blue wall. And the fourth one looks like you would stage an intervention. (laughs) 
sitting sitting your grandma down and go, look, you are you need to stop leaving mean comments on Giada's videos on YouTube. <laughs> I like a blue wall. The blue, the blue is nice. I yeah, the all white is a little overwhelming in some of these. I think mm-hmm. um, the blue, the blue breaks it up. It's nice. It makes the plant kind of pop. The couch looks comfy. I I like that that blue one. Yeah, let's pick the one that's not all white. Yeah. Choose I once again a... forgot what we were doing. Okay, so we are we are I, I think we are supposed to just earnestly be answering what our what our taste in decor is, and then that will determine whether we win the Hunger Games or not. <laughs> okay. Again, simple, simple idea. Very yeah. simple. Yeah. Total, okay. Makes total sense. Okay. Uh, now time to choose a bathroom. Well, the first one is all marble. The second one looks like the back rooms. Uh mm-hmm. The third one kind of looks like a hotel. A hotel or like the photo on the apartment website. Yeah, yeah. And then the fourth one is it's got like a floral wallpaper. Yeah. Huh. Which of these, which of these what's with the sink in that second one? Holy fuck. Yeah, I hate the sink in the second one. It's one of those like base not basin because it's not inset into the counter it's just like freestanding a freestanding basin on the counter i hate that um i hate the marble in the first one i think it's ugly yeah it's too much the first the first one looks like a graphics card demo to me yeah definitely the third one looks like an apartment um and the so i guess that leaves the fourth one with the floral print the fourth one is like the most like okay so even though the floral print is quite like gaudy i think like imagine that you were like at someone's house for you were just visiting or whatever right uh i think the fourth one is the only one that i wouldn't like think about when i excuse myself to use the bathroom if that makes sense right yep i agree that's just it. That is a you know the floor the the wallpaper is was is kind of out there, but it's a bathroom. These other ones, like I I would not be able to if I was at someone's house and I left to use the bathroom and then I used the second one here and I came back, I would not be able to say like so you've got like a bathtub for a dog on your <laughs> on your counter <laughs> or something to that effect. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go with four. Just a normal bathroom. Pick a bedroom. Okay. So we have one that looks like a vampire lives there. We've got one that looks... It's another one that I can't tell if the photo is in black and white or if it's just all white. Uh, Another one that's all white, but with some wood tones and then a blue one. Um, And they're all very modern. Yeah. uh, Controversial because my first thought with the vampire one and I was just like, yep, that looks like the, what I imagine that the 50 shades of gray guy would have mm-hmm. in his house and he puts on his Dom jeans and goes into the, the bedroom. Um, but the other three are so boring that I want to pick the one where a vampire lives. Yeah. The, the, these are all like Airbnbs that I would be scared to enter. I think um, yeah. but the first one at least has any character at all. Um, it has the soundproofing. That's that's why it looks like the <laughs> that's why it looks like the Fifty Shades bedroom is there's there's a soundproofing like <laughs> wall 
above it, which is really quite something. But it's at least got some color, and the other ones do not. Yep. Okay, so I will choose that one. We are, we are making an insane house here, by the way. Just like we sure are. putting all of these together. Okay, lastly, choose a backyard. Ideally, I would say none. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but let's see. Uh, we've got. Uh, is that a Zen garden? Is that what the first one is? Is that sand? Um, I can't. I don't think so. Maybe the photo is so filtered. I can't quite tell what color all that is. Uh, there's like a there's like a tent in the middle. There's some rock sculptures and some hanging lanterns and some lights. It's, it looks all right. It's a little showy. You're it's not a really little be... uh, wedding ceremony in your backyard. Yes, or the end of Hereditary, maybe. It kind of looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the second one is not a backyard. This is uh, this looks like a like a foyer or something in a in a hotel. There's a little pool. Got some walls surrounding it. Uh, and is that a TV or is that, that a That is painting? a TV. I think it's a TV. Okay. I can't lie. I kind of like the idea of watching TV in the backyard. That sounds sure. kind of nice, actually. Sure. The Okay. The third one, that is not a backyard. That is a swimming pool on a roof. <laughs> that is. Also, are those cages? I was just going to ask, are those cages where you keep, like, zoo animals? Like, is there, like, going to be a lion in one of those? Yeah, is this... What is this? Um, this looks like a like a Far Cry base where you can like shoot the lock and release a tiger or something yeah. to like, take out the bad guy. It's very weird. And then the fourth one is a backyard. That is a normal backyard with like kind of a lot of crap in it, but it's a backyard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so are, are, what are we, what are you thinking here? Are you thinking like TV backyard, the fancy one, or are you I thinking love a pool. cages? Pools are cool. Pools are nice. <laughs> I feel like um the cages one. I, if I have this pool on a roof with cages for lions and tigers, I'm doing pretty damn good. Yeah, that's true. Nothing's in the cages right now, though. Maybe are they, like, are you planning on putting anything in them or is this like a display of power? Like I could put something in here. <laughs> I could put something in here. I could put the J.P. Morgan Chase tiger in here. <laughs> We're going to rescue the J.P. Morgan Chase tiger <laughs> from the metaverse <laughs> and stick him in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you? I don't have I think, any strong feelings right. about these. I think you're right about that because I want to pick one with a pool. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think you're right about the one with the TV, although I also agree with you that it's not a backyard. It, if it, it, I, 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 Let's just pretend that it's an actual backyard and that these walls don't exist. And we've just got a, a little pool with some with some seats and a TV. That sounds pretty good. Sounds good. OK. Uh, okay, we can tell you'd win the Hunger Games based on your home design preferences. Just a reminder of what the premise is here. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Okay. Great. Wonderful. You're a regular Katniss Everdeen. I'm impressed. I was just that thinking it? that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. They did not explain? They didn't explain? There's no... Katniss didn't have any of this shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the Katniss... <laughs> Katniss's backyard was like the outside, like the forest, the the, the evil, nasty forest. That's. <laughs> she definitely didn't have a pool with a TV or a vampire she, bedroom. Maybe she puts the mutts in cages, you know, to re she rescues them. And she's like, I, I will, you know, these tragic creatures, I will give them a life by my pool. 
this is the vic- this is the victory house that she's this gonna is get. The victory house. This is <laughs> yeah. This is you return to the district and you get a house with an infinity pool and the and and all the losers are in the cages next to you and they get to watch you swim. <laughs> Perfect. I am so baffled. So I I was operating under the assumption that there they were like there would be some sort of like explanation. explanation? Yeah. No. I guess not. So I guess I guess we picked correctly. Having a TV in the backyard, uh, soundproof bedroom, and uh, one of four identical kitchens really really paid off there. Um, I'm gonna try picking the bad choices. Okay, and yeah, seeing what it tells me. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we can piece together some sort of rhyme and reason for this. <laughs> picked random bad like the ones that we said were the worst that we kind mm-hmm. of dismissed immediately it says no sorry but i just don't see you becoming victorious don't feel too bad though <laughs> most tributes don't win dot 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 oh my and it's God. just a picture of a forest <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I was looking at the comments and seeing if anyone had any more insight, but it's just people uh, posting their results. So everyone oh, seems pretty sure. happy with this. Yeah. Great. No, but nobody, nobody is confused as us. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I just, you know, I, I guess maybe this is normal for BuzzFeed, but, but, but quite a, quite an adventure for us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kept forgetting what we were doing. <laughs> It's so simple. We can tell if you'd win the <laughs> Hunger Games based on your home design preferences. <laughs> Couldn't be clearer. Okay, well, uh, we finished the book. Shall we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, All right. This, w- this week we read chapters 26 and 27, bringing us to the end of the book. Um, in chapter 26, uh, or rather... Last time on The Hunger Games, Katniss and Peeta are declared the winners of The Hunger Games just as they were about to put poison, well, just as they put poison berries into their mouths. Uh, And then jumping into chapter 6, 26, they spit them out and wash their mouths out in the river. A helicopter retrieves them from the arena and Peeta is immediately beset by doctors trying to make him not die. Peta is taken away once they reach the training center and Katniss has to be sedated. She awakens in a room where the Avox girl from earlier in the book brings her broth and lets her know that Peta is alive. Katniss gets the impression that she is being closely monitored. For an indeterminate amount of time, Katniss is slowly nursed back to health, her scars vanish, and her hearing returns. Eventually, Katniss is allowed out of the room where she reunites with Effie, Hamish, and Cinna. Katniss is led to dinner and then whisked away to be prepared for uh, the TV interviews by the stylists. Uh, Cinna brings her a simple yellow dress to wear that is quite beautiful but makes Katniss feel a little childish. She was expecting something more sophisticated. Katniss feels like there is something off about this dress choice, and when she questions Cinna about it, he only says something cryptic about Peta liking it more. Hamish greets, greets Katniss before they go in front of the crowd for the post-game ceremony. He pulls her into a hug, but it comes with a warning. The capital is furious and feels like they are being made into a laughingstock. Hamish tells her that the only defense she will have is that she was so hopelessly in love with Peta that she wasn't responsible for her actions. Uh, chapter 27, Katniss and Peta have their big reunion on stage. They are led to the victor's love seat and then have to watch a highlight reel of the games. Katniss and Peta are crowned by the president who gives Katniss a poisonous look, like a snake. 
They go to a victory banquet and they are sent to bed with an interview scheduled for the next day. The interview is mostly about their romantic storyline. Eventually, the interviewer asks Katniss what she was thinking when she went for the poison berries. She carefully responds that she felt she couldn't live without PETA. After the interview, Hamish lets her know that that was the right thing to say. Soon enough, they are back on the train on the way home. Once they are alone, Katniss tells PETA that the Capitol has been furious with them and that Hamish has uh, coached her through the post-game interviews. PETA is shocked, having thought Katniss had meant everything she said. Awkward. PETA asks her how much was real. Katniss essentially says that she doesn't know. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, I was... You know, when we finished the last set of chapters, uh, last week's episode, the uh, the werewolf reveal, <laughs> I was like, wow, they've got a lot to cover in two chapters here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out we kind of got part one here a little bit, maybe. We did get part one. Which is fine. Um, but but I... I, uh, I think after reading this i sort of had to just like recalibrate like what my expectations were were for the book and i i guess i didn't know going in that this was like clearly planned as a trilogy from the jump right right um and, and, and so i've sort of been having to kind of like re re like arrange my thoughts around that um but for as little as we get here, I think that I actually quite enjoyed this this final pair of chapters and the kind of what it sets up for the rest of the story. What, what did you think of all this? I thought it was a really good uh, teaser for the next book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a really dark cliffhanger, basically. Um, and I like that. I like how miserable all the characters are now after winning this this is great this is where i was hoping things would go i guess yeah yeah um since we've like finished the whole book now do you do you want to talk about these chapters like purely uh on their own first and then sort of get to the whole book discussion or should we sort of wrap it in together in one kind of one big discussion here i feel like we should just wrap it into one big discussion because it really does feel like these last two are just like teaser chapters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Let's, uh, let's just sort of talk about the book as a whole, uh, and, and, and where, where these kind of final moments leave us. So, so I, I think the biggest thing, um, that is worth sort of talking about holistically throughout the whole book that 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 got its sort of last uh uh wrinkle here is the Peta and Katniss romance. What what do you think cuz we've both been pretty down on that the whole book. Mhm. What where are you at now that we're finished with that uh here? What 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 did you what did you think of how the book sort of wraps that up in the final two chapters here? Yeah, so a couple things on that. Uh, One is that I didn't really like it moment to moment, right? Like, nothing is going to rescue those cave scenes for me that I just didn't enjoy Mm -hmm. in the moments that they were happening, right? I felt like PETA really, um, uh, like, took away a lot of momentum uh, during the Hunger Games themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so that isn't, it just isn't going to be recovered for me um, regardless. Uh, But the thing that did make it click for me together as a, as a whole was I really liked how the ending of Katniss being coached by Haymitch um, and catching Peta off guard here at the end, not realizing that, that she had been, been coached through it really mirrored the beginning part, like the the interviews before the games where Peta had been coached uh, to talk about Katniss and like caught her off guard. And that really worked well for me. Like they're like those things in opposition. And I feel like Katniss like got her turn. Yeah. Um, to, to be the one who was coached and, and that worked well for me. Yeah. It, I think that it does a really solid job of providing some some fun character stuff for Katniss, who uh, is finally sort of wrestling with some complicated thoughts about the PETA situation here. Um, I think that it uh, finally gives PETA something to do again. Like, my biggest problem with... with uh, everything in the caves and everything with him in in the games themselves, we've talked about at length here, was that he just felt like a character who had no no arc. Like you're like he he his story felt like it was finished before the game started, and there was just like chapter after chapter of wheel spinning with him for this whole book. Um, but here now that finally there's been some real friction between these two caused by this, this Hamish coaching. I, I feel like as little as I enjoyed his, his romantic scene angle, uh, I at least feel like now that he has got this like bitter disappointment in him, this, this, like this, like, you know, the, these moments of him just described as like speaking in a hollow voice and being disappointed and him trying to sort of mask how sad he is about this. And like, finally, he's a fucking character again. Um, right. Yeah. Which is a huge help. He has he has thoughts and feelings about things that matter. Um, and I think also what's fun about this is it is great characterization for Haymitch, um, mm-hmm. who, as you pointed out, like has sort of managed to like ruin both of these people's lives after one <laughs> conversation a piece, right? Which is uh, really, really interesting. He is uh, he is a uh, um, like manipulative. I-, I think is accurate, but maybe too loaded. But he is he is very influential, right? Like he. For someone who is sort of treated as an oaf, uh, and and sort of like a a, a washed up old 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 drunkard, like he he wields a lot of power over both Peta and Katniss. That seems to like deeply fuck both of them up uh, uh, twice in a row. Which is it's it's fun. It's fun to read and kind of understand how how much influence he actually wields here. Yeah, yeah, he, you're right. He got two conversations. He fucked them both up, like, profoundly Mm -hmm. from those two conversations. And he arguably won them the Hunger Games at the same time. So, who's to say? 
Yeah, he he clearly understands how to play the game, which is great, right? And and like it's like it, it like it's 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 simple, but like he he is a deeply depressed uh uh guy who made it through the Hunger Games and won and clearly knows a lot about how to help others win and it just clearly wrecks you, which is this is the kind of shit I wanted out of this book, right? It's just like the I want them to win, and I also, I like, I, 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 I enjoy that it's it's really taking a lot out of these characters to do the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that stuff I think is just so that 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 is such a a recovery. I wouldn't say that it like retroactively makes all of those boring cave chapters better, but it certainly like does something worthwhile with that stuff in the rear view i think i yes i agree i just the the turn of like katniss the whole time being like wow Peta's so good at faking it and then having mm-hmm. it turn around on Peta being like wait you were faking it <laughs> is so delicious <laughs> yes it's it's really really fun uh it's it's really dark i feel bad for him finally after kind of not for a while um and it's interesting too because uh Katniss I think has kind of screwed herself here a little bit because uh, she was she faking it in all of those cave chapters I I feel like she thinks she was but it sort of I, I remember there being some moments where she was sort of wrestling with it feeling rather genuine right so as much as this is all this is Hamish is doing I think that uh towing the line that Hamish suggested for her so cleanly might have made things a little worse than if she had like taken a more measured response herself with with Peta when they were talking privately it's uh it's interesting yeah i mean i think that's like katniss and Peta are making the same mistake but (laughs) opposite which is that Peta um is like thinks that he is who he was in the hunger games completely and katniss Mm -hmm. thinks that she isn't who she was in the hunger games at all ah i really like that yes yeah, it's very interesting, too, to consider that um, Peta's big whole, you know, his 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 big moral speech about how he doesn't want to be used. He, he wants to, you know, if he's going to die in the Hunger Games, he wants to die on his feet and not as a, a, a pawn of the uh, of the capital. Right. He's not going to play their their game the way they want him to. And uh it turns out that what he wants most of all is for the uh, the game strategy that was planned out just for him to be real. <laughs> like, right. He he is upset that he was a tool finally. Like, yep, that's very good. And he would have liked it if it had worked out. Like, like mm-hmm. if if if, uh, if if he had if he if this if this plot had gone all the way and she had genuinely fallen for him uh here as as was was sort of like teased out he would have been totally okay with it and i think that that is really fun like you do feel bad for him but at the same time there's an element of like of 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 sort of a naive selfishness in the face of like what a what a ghastly 
uh, uh, construct the entire Hunger Games thing is for him to be like, well, but if I get what I want out of it, it's not so bad, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a, some fun friction there that I, I uh, sort of like popping up in the 11th hour here, but I thought was really, really well done between the two of them. Definitely. Um, what do you, what do you think of Cinna? What's Cinna's deal? Question mark. Big question mark, huh? I was ex- kind of expecting a little more out of him here. Yeah, yeah, it was conspicuous how little he had to say. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, maybe the, like, darkest, most pitch black content in the book, the brief scene he gets here, right? Um, mm-hmm. Of him talking about how he, like, convinced the Capitol to, like, what is it, like, to not give her, like, augmentation surgery? Like... Is that the implication I thought there? That was Hamich, or that Hamich? Was that Hamich? Oh, he's he's relaying that Hamich uh, uh, fought for her on that front, right? I think that, so. That's why, yeah. Um, but like, that's really whoa. That's really dark. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm curious to know what that means. If this is just a like like reality TV, like celebrity sculpting thing, or if there's something else going on here that we'll find out in the later books. But like, that was, that was like on the level of Cato's death, like just pitch black, uh, implications mm-hmm. there that I, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought were, uh, uh, I, I like, I expected maybe some more specifics about like Cinna and the Capitol. And it, I mean, I guess we only had two chapters, but it was a little, a little light on that front, but I at least uh, kind of appreciated how queasy it was able to make everything feel, um, even without really much happening between uh, Katniss and Cinna at the end here. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't have a whole lot to say. I guess the main thing that he um, did, other than explaining about the possible augmentations, was this some um, subdued dress that he gave her. Mm-hmm. This this like innocent yellow dress. Um mm-hmm. sort of a fun visual callback to uh uh Katniss observing Prim's dress. Oh yeah, it is. Um I, I like nothing I don't think there's anything as like on the nose as it also having like a ducktail on it, but but just the her her associating the sort of like bright pastel dress with with like you know innocence that she's trying to preserve in in prim um mm-hmm. and and that for her being like seen as like a, a a like a good thing and then here to have this sort of like manufactured innocence thrust upon her in a sort of sinister way i thought that was quite interesting yeah maybe more bird stuff here too I, I, this this might be a little Pepe Sylvia, but like they they've given her yellow dress, and I I was just like I couldn't I was thinking like yellow dress the 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 duck imagery with the last time a character was in a dress I was like uh, like is is this canary imagery? Because mm. we've got the mining stuff too. Right? I'm actually I'm kind of piecing this all together in my head <laughs> in real time here because we've got canary in the coal mine imagery maybe here. Yeah, I can see it. Of 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 Katniss, maybe if if she's going to be like doing more than just fighting the Hunger Games and doing some like revolutionary stuff, I don't know. Maybe there's a 
some purpose in 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 that 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 choice there. Yeah. S- similarly to the Cinna scene, I I liked that that once before Cinna came into the room, I think my favorite individual bit of capital stuff in this whole book maybe is when the stylists are talking about like where they were when all the cool kills happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really fun, really, really fun kind of dark detail there. There's, oh, like that was really late at night. I was asleep or like I was at, I was at lunch when that happened. And Katniss is just going like, you are, you are freaks. That that part was awesome. Yeah. What a terrible spectator sport. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I liked Katniss's sort of uh, thought to herself about how she had to like purposefully not listen to them so she wouldn't hate them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's such a like, like everyone's had to do that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or you just sort of have to have to tune it out because you have to live with it. Right. If you've got a, a coworker with political leanings or something or family members at at, at uh, gathering situations right it's a very relatable uh, moment for her i think mm-hmm. i also really liked the uh the video package they have to watch oh at the ceremony Katniss talking about the like the like upbeat exciting music that was playing over people getting like ripped <laughs> apart was really really funny Mm -hmm. i i I like whenever we get all the glimpses into into that sort of weird sort of cartoony version of the capital i I enjoy i enjoy that stuff the 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 sort of like whimsical dark humor around the around the games like that yeah i hope we get more of that later i assume that katniss just doesn't stay in the hunger games for all three books or whatever um and i think that katniss's point of view is probably like the strongest part of the book so i don't Mm want to say that i wish that there were other perspectives but there's so many like details like that that i just want more of that i sort of wish we spent time with other characters other than her um but uh maybe we'll get more of it in future books yeah, like we didn't get much Effie at the end here. I was so sad. Yeah, they were like, there's like a cute moment where where she like she like kind of like briefly gets to talk to them right as they're getting off the hovercraft or whatever. But 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 not um not as much as I would have liked. Uh, did you think that this book would benefit? Would you have enjoyed this book more if it hadn't been a first person narrative? Like if it had been jumping around, maybe. That's a great question. Um, I think that it really benefits from a limited perspective in some ways. Uh, And I think Katniss's perspective is really strong. But I think some other... I I think I could have used a couple other perspectives used sparingly. I'm of two minds on it. Because I'm like, I think that the... First, when it when it when it's hitting, I think that the limited first person stuff with Katniss is fantastic. But I do almost feel like for a story that is about a spectator sport, we don't actually ever see any spectating. Mm-hmm. And I understand that it might just be sort of be trying to like create the feeling of like being spectated. But I I almost wish that we had gotten some more. Like I think one of the strongest images for me in this book entirely was before the games when Cinna was helping Katniss get ready, we sort of got the little aside about like 
all the tourism around the Hunger Games and like the the like celebrating in the streets that it was time for the games, right? Mm-hmm. I want to spend some more time with that stuff and see the games through that perspective, maybe. Yeah. And and sit with how weird that is. Right. Yeah, because I think it does a reasonably good job of making you feel trapped in the Hunger Games by being with Katniss in her limited perspective. But I think that the idea of seeing more of that external stuff sort of wins out for me that I just Mm -hmm. I wanted a little bit more of that flavor. Uh, Probably. What do you want to see like most of all, like either like if you could wave a magic wand and like kind of like add more to this book or or even just as like a what you want to see in the next ones but like what 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 do you want out of this moving forward now that we've like seen Katniss win a Hunger game That's a great question. Um I mean, I want to see what it is like at, with Katniss being a victor of the Hunger Games and I think that that is the thing that we're not going to get because I think she's going to get thrown into another Hunger Games. Yeah. The home that she's going to be live like the victory, Victor's Row in District 12 um, and like the big house she's going to be getting and uh, this sort of like new upper class question mark. I guess we don't really know like what her life is going to be like, but she's going to be a celebrity now. Um, And I hope that we see some of that stuff coming through and like like what what what's life like for her is she gonna try and live the same way she always did is she going to kind of enjoy the benefits how are people gonna treat her what's get you know there's a, even a moment in this chapter where she's like what's gail gonna think and i'm like i would love <laughs> to know put put that in the book please it really does feel like a teaser like you were saying mm-hmm. i'm still sort of reeling from the fact that two chapters ago there were werewolves <laughs> Yeah, she hasn't asked anyone about that. Noah, what the hell were those things? <laughs> yeah, there's like when they get picked up at the end after they eat the berry or that, you know, they spit out the berries. There's this whole sequence where they're in the hovercraft and, and PETA is getting getting, you know, getting leg surgery and, and they're kind of having to sedate Katniss because she's like banging on the glass trying to get to him and hoping he's OK. And I was like. In this moment, I would have loved for her to start, like, yelling at them, like, what was with the dogs? What's with- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fascinated by how, and, and the mutt stuff is the ultimate for this, but, like, how every sci-fi element in this book exists only for the scene it's in, and then all the characters forget about it. That's kind of the vibe. Yep. I- <laughs> like, what do we got? We've got tracker jackers we've got the the dog mutants we've got uh the invisible hovercrafts we've Mm -hmm. got all this stuff that's like really really high tech and crazy and the characters only ever really talk about it when it's in front of them and never like consider it as like a possibility that like well, this might happen. Like, at no point was Katniss like, ooh, I hope that they don't send, like, human-dog hybrids after me. Right. There's that moment where where when the werewolves show up for the first time, and I think the text says, like, mutations, no doubt about it. And I'm like, Katniss, you knew about these? <laughs> I have an in-universe criticism for the game makers. Okay. Ooh, yes. Let's get into patch notes. Yeah. It, it seems really, like serious to them that they have a victor right 
Mm-hmm. Like that's like the most important thing. And they're willing to let two people win if that if that means that they still have like a victor. So what was their plan? Uh sicking a bunch of werewolves on like three teenagers. <laughs> like what if it just killed all three of them? Yes. That does seem like a distinct possibility. Yes, that the the mechanics and and the the necessity for there to be a victor and not one or not two and not zero. I think I do still have a lot of big question marks about that. We talked a lot last week about how hard it was to buy that the that the capital wouldn't be going crazy over the drama of them like committing suicide, right? Mm-hmm. And I still, for as much as I enjoyed this conclusion, and I I I, I particularly enjoyed the paranoia that like Hamish instills in in uh Katniss when he hugs her um saying that the ca- the capital feels like it's been made a fool of or whatever but like I do still sort of feel like I don't and maybe this is why I want more capital perspective stuff on the games is I don't actually know what the capital wants out of this yeah there's the line where Hamish says like They've been made a laughing stock, and I'm like, in what, like, in what way? Like, yeah. it just, go- it sort of goes without explaining, and I'm like, did I miss something? Because it seems like they kind of did what they wanted yeah. at any point. I, I think that maybe, and this is, this is difficult for me to level at the, at this book on its own without having read the other two, because I think that this is a criticism that will be much easier to talk through when i when i know like where these where the series is going but we've talked a little bit about how the whole point here seems to be most of the time on paper that the capital has no shame and Mm -hmm. that katniss is being pretty naive when she wants to show them how evil they are or whatever or like you know she wants to like make a big grand statement and I have some trepidation about how successful she seems to have been in that department, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I just don't see how anything she does is at all meaningful to the capital other than g- g- giving them juicy, evil entertainment. The, the whole game is designed so the, the, the capital wins no matter what. They get an entertaining game no matter who wins, right? Mm-hmm. And they get to see a lot of death. And, and suffering. And so I don't know how Katniss threatening to do death and suffering to herself and PETA was like out of out of bounds. Right. I, I guess that's the that's the main thing is I, I don't quite get what is so bad to the Capitol about what what she did. She was going to die. That was that could have happened anyway. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I can. I mean, I guess I can see it from a very like literal level of the capital saying okay fight to the death and them saying no Mm -hmm. but even with them intervening they also don't fight to the death so i'm not sure why those outcomes are different to them other than like a promise of future suffering to katniss that they can inflict which maybe that's what it is yeah i i I like i I do like that the capital is angry at her i think that the paranoia that that provides for the last chapter of the book is great but i i guess at the moment i'm still i'm not like fully sold on why they would be making her paranoid outside of like the usual reasons right Mm -hmm. i guess that's what i want to know more about is like what 
what is it that the tributes mean to the capital that makes makes her winning so important uh, or, or makes someone winning at all so important, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, then I wonder about those Hamish Effie chapters that we could have that gives us a glimpse into that capital life and the spectator uh, mm-hmm. perspective. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would be too corny or like give too much away. But um, I think that stuff is so fun. Like every glimpse that we've had of the spectators is 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 good fun. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. And and it, I mean, maybe it's just it is like too cartoony. And like this book is cartoony kind of all the way through, but it's like it's like action movie cartoon stuff, right? And and the there's something kind of like Tim Burton movie about the Capitol in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh where where it's like a different kind of goofy, but it's the kind of goofy that I want to see. Um, these like caricatures of like rich Americans enjoying this like insane death game. That's the that's I, I I would just appreciate a better picture of what they want so I know what whatever cat choices Katniss make makes how they like how they actually affect how the capital sees her. Yeah, I'm also very curious about the difference between what the spectators want and what the capital wants and how mm. those things work together, because I think they are different, right? Because when we have like Katniss going in front of the audience the audience is thrilled. Like they are so happy. They're cheering. They're screaming. Every like part of their love story has them like sighing. Um, like they are, they are happy. And the capital feels like they're being made a laughing stock. And I want to know more about the difference between mm. the capital and the spectators and why their interests aren't aligned and what the capital wants out of the spectators as well. That's a really good point. Yeah. The, the scene, the interview scene with Cornelius is very interesting because it, it seems like Hamish's instructions to Katniss are more or less like you need to win the audience over and that might protect you. Mm-hmm. Which is very funny to have two groups of people at odds, but both want to watch children kill each other. <laughs> the capital guys. No, you don't understand. We're doing this in a cool way. You guys are stupid. <laughs> We are actually doing this for for cool, badass reasons, and you are just all hogs, but we need you. (laughs) We need you to watch it, but but it's different. We're doing it in a cool way. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. I I joke, but I'm sure there is a way that you could make it seem like that. But at the moment, just the the Capitol and President Snow. Oh, speaking of, President Snow shows up here at the very end to, to award this cool multi-part crown to PETA and Katniss, which I thought was a very funny detail. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, he... I think they saw him from afar, right? After the opening ceremony? Maybe. Or or he... Or, like, he was going to make an address at that. But I was just so surprised at how we have this big, pivotal moment where Katniss is like, Oh my god, President Snow, he's looking he's so scary. He's looking at me like a snake. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what this guy looks like. Or like what his deal is. Um <laughs> that I think that might be the most 
like you say, like teaser for the next book moment of like, oh, here, like the real villain is here, right? Right. This is the, yeah. This is the bad guy in the next book. He's here to look at me and be kind of scary. It was like it's a fun moment, but I was just like, I don't. I, I mean, I, I I guess I just know that this guy is bad, but like, who is this? Right. Uh, I guess I guess there's a whole prequel novel for us to read about him. Um, there sure is. <laughs> Well, is there anything else just either from these chapters or from the book at large that you that you really, really want to talk about now that we're sort of like done with the first one? Not a ton. Honestly, like it was just an easy, breezy, fun thriller novel, which is not what I was expecting. Yes, that I think is my main takeaway. I, I have talked at length in like every episode now about how funny I find the actual tone versus what I was like made to expect. But I, I I guess that is just my main takeaway for the, for the book in general is that like, I had a ton of fun. It's a breezy action story with some cool kills and some horror and some, some, some like dark sci-fi stuff. But like, I guess I was expecting something a lot different. I was expecting I was expecting it to be a lot more Lord of the Flies, honestly. Yeah, me too. Like a lot more concerned with the politics and the the like psychological horror angle and the a more uh uh grim and graphic portrayal of like like brutal violence. I, I and like there's flashes of that here and there but for the most part like Katniss is doing quips when she's fighting people um Kato was the bad guy from a directed DVD action movie <laughs> uh you know like the 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 capital is a a big fun colorful cartoon there's just it's it's not at all what i was expecting which is not a bad thing it's not a criticism but like i'm having to recalibrate my whole understanding of this series and and this like this book and this fandom just just and part of this is like you know it's just my own expectations that i brought to it but it it is so much less heavy i think than i thought it was going to be yeah it's silly it's a silly book Nothing wrong with that, but it's very silly. The the major action sequence is about big bees from Donkey Kong Country attacking people. It's (laughs) (laughs) Oh was it you you sent me that you you like kind of poked ahead a little bit at like one of the wikis or something and you just found like a a list of like terms that are gonna be important in the next book? Was that maybe it's just like a bunch of proper nouns about like the, mm-hmm. the the game and the traps and stuff where I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot. There's That's a lot right. next time, which I'm I'm very much looking forward to. I don't know. I I I th- this ending is fun, but it's so light on actual meat that I feel like I yes. don't have much to talk about about the ending specifically. Yeah, I I was really hoping for more of a victory lap and I know but that but that's the thing is it's not a victory lap. It is immediately a teaser for the next book. Um yeah. but I had like a a bit of um I feel like I was missing a little bit of like Katniss's victory. Like I wanted to see her reunite with Prim. 
um, and Gail. And I wanted more time with Effie to like be excited that she won. But instead, it felt like we just rolled into book two, sort of. Yeah, I I think I would have appreciated like one more chapter if I could choose mm-hmm. anything. If I could get one more chapter to see her um, talk to more than just PETA on the train, maybe talk to talk to Effie and Hamish on the train and sort of like get the lowdown on like what this victory means for them as well as for Katniss. And then a, re- a reunion with her mom, Gail, Prim see what the district you know how how does the district receive her at the end mm-hmm. um i think would have been nice to see I, i'm i'm fine with a cliffhanger i'm fine with it just being a setup for a sequel i mean i love that kind of thing um but it, i i think that we could just gotten one more i mean how long was there between the books themselves were they i guess it's actually looks like it was just a year between them that's not so bad wow i had no idea uh, let me double check that. Hunger Games books. Uh, yeah, 2008, 2009, and 2010. <laughs> so that's, that's not so bad. If, if there had been a, like, a Order of the Phoenix, or, like, wait between the two. Right. That would have been fucking brutal. But if it's just back to back, uh, uh, one a year, that's, that's not so bad. That's. I can I can deal with this in a in a in a in a release schedule that that swift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, almost exactly a year between all of them. I wonder if she had them mm-hmm. all ready to go, or if they she's just a fast writer. I mean, I kind of see either way. Um, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, like kind of a. Whatever ending, but one that I think makes me think more favorably of a lot of the book, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Um, is there anything else in the book itself that you want to discuss, or shall we do a little third segment exploration? Let's do a little third segment. Okay, this is going to be a little different this week, because, of course, we've been having such a good time with our YA spot the fake game but since i finished the first book now i think that um we owe ourselves a little treat uh we can finally dig into the stuff we love to do on the shrieking shack and check on the subreddit wonderful and i found a wonderful subject to poke around in the subreddit for (laughs) that Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I think you will, you will pick up the, uh, the theme here. Um, this one, the first one is an open-ended question that will take us into the other threads that I've chosen. This one is titled, what is the scariest mutt you can come up with? (laughs) Uh, the OP's, uh, suggestion is maybe one based off a horror movie slash book like Pennywise. How is that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, what I want to know is, do they mean like just a scary clown mutt? Like, like I guess like a, I don't know, like a, like a, a, a werewolf clown? Or do they mean that the Hunger Games in the story should start doing like brand deals and say like, <laughs> 
Like, welcome to the 75th Hunger Games. In this one, Michael Myers is chasing you. They should do that. (laughs) That would be, honestly, like, thinking about that, if, if you were doing a new Hunger Games story and you did one that, like, sort of took modern games and stuff into account... And like modern, mm-hmm. like movie, like like nostalgia legacy stuff. Honestly, a a you could do worse than writing a story about a a new death game where they've put like a bunch of movie monsters in to get people to watch it, right? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like the most on the nose, unsubtle criticism ever. But like, yeah, we we've got a we've got a Hunger Games where people are 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 excited because they've got. Batman in it or something. That would be very, very funny. Uh, um, let's, is, yeah. is Pennywise a serial killer clown or is it a supernatural creature? Pennywise is a supernatural creature. It just is the clown sometimes. Um, uh, okay. It's like a giant can make spider, that. I think. I don't think that the Capitol can make that. It's more science <laughs> than... <laughs> Than like, yeah, they couldn't. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, even even as as goofy as the the mutts, the 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 werewolves are, they're still. I I, I guess we gotta consider it as like a possible in sci fi type thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they probably couldn't make Pennywise, who is like an eldritch creature. I think, right. Here's a, here's a suggestion from someone in the thread. Pretty tame, but maybe mermaid mutts made out of seal slash human DNA with a voice that lures tributes to jump in the water to get torn apart and eaten. That's nice. Uh, also, send in the reanimated clones slash corpses of the killed tributes from the last year's games. Okay, but we kind of already did that, but it was for the current year's games, which is actually way scarier. Yeah, we, we kind of did exactly that. Uh, a nanobug that will invade through any orifice and can wreak havoc on your insides, control your mind into either killing or exposing yourself to be killed, enhance your physical abilities to heal, be stronger, or be resilient. Wait, so like kind of a that one sounds kind of good. I want that nanobug. Right, yeah. If, 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 if I get a chance of like getting a buff when I get the nano bug, that doesn't say, sound so bad. Uh, a lot of people suggesting clones of the fallen tributes, which I we did that though. We did that. We did that. Is the mutation just anything? Like just anything? It just they, seems like it, anything uh, you might think of. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the the category is pretty broad here. Here's a good one. This isn't my idea at all. Rather, it's something I saw in a movie clip and thought it would be c- cool. There's this horror slash sci-fi movie called Annihilation that came out in 2018. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Just a few clips online. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most notorious scenes involves a mutated bear attacking the main characters. Uh, but, okay, I just want to say... They, but they've made that movie, and also that is basically what they did in The Hunger Games already. Dude. <laughs> I wonder if these are maybe movie-only posters. Oh, maybe. Because I don't think that the movie has... I, I, I guess we won't find out for a while, but I think that the movie like doesn't have the, the like, tribute-looking mutts. I think that they're just, like, dogs. So what the hell? Yeah. It's like the one thing I remember about the movie. 
uh, uh, that I like. But I can't remember if I talked about this last week, like the incredible punchline to like me saying like four years ago on the show when it came up that like I hadn't read The Hunger Games and I like had the movie on on an airplane and the only thing I remembered was CGI dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and but I think that literally they are just dogs in the movie. Um, hmm. Uh, oh my god, another person says the screaming bear from Annihilation. Okay, so. <laughs> and we get Pennywise in there, and that, now we've got a Hunger Games. <laughs> we got Pennywise and the bear from Annihilation. Uh, ginormous bat. I don't know why, but that scares me so much. <laughs> that would be scary. A bunch of mutant sharks that are small, but can bite very hard. <laughs> why Why do they have to be small? They can also shoot acid and relay fake emotions that the families feel. Like the shark the make it looks like Prim is happy Katniss is in the arena. Oh, and they are indestructible. Awesome. And they're small. <laughs> they have to be really small, but very strong. <laughs> okay, so here's the next thread. Some of my arena slash mutt ideas... Mm-hmm. I've been planning this for a bit, but I'm probably never going to write this into existence. So here it is. Arena. The arena is surrounded by snow-capped mountains. The mountains are scattered with hot springs, caves, and tunnels. Most of the land is covered in forest and thin frosted streams. The cornucopia is located in the center of a frozen lake. So ice map. Yep. Ice map. I love an uh, ice map. Do you? I love I all my favorite like Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie levels are the ice map. Yep, absolutely. Sidewinder and Halo 1, classic mm-hmm. ice map. Yeah, mm-hmm. a good ice map. Always fun. Uh, events. After most tributes are dead, a storm will brew. All tributes get in the forest will be safe. However, the higher the altitude climbs, the worse the weather will get. All the tributes in the mountains will be forced to take shelter in the tunnels and caves. Whenever this happens, multiple rigged rock falls will trigger and trap them inside. This will <laughs> divide the remaining tributes into two groups, those in the forest and those in the mountains. <laughs> Hunger Games are so fucked up. That's so mean to do. That's so scary. Uh, Mutts. One. Owls that vomit green bioluminescent fluid on tributes. (laughs) The fluid will glow at night and reveal their hiding places. Oh, my. It is invisible during the day and wears off quickly. Mutated in the capital, the fluid will slowly kill them. And then in parentheses, the owls. They live for only two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's a great detail. Wow, they really thought about this. Uh, Mutts 2. Deer. Pretty fast. Their hoof prints are mutated to look like Tribute's tracks in the snow. Wait, hold on. They got human feet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they get those deer human feet. <laughs> there's there's a deer <laughs> running around with like with boots on. <laughs> a deer running around that just has like Nikes on. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that's not scary. That's like the coolest deer that's ever lived. <laughs> Deer with huge human feet. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> that 
is incredible. Okay, here's another one. Mutts made from SCPs would be hella interesting. <laughs> That's hella interesting. Cartoon cat would be nice to see. Yeah, this again, this is the this is the licensed Hunger Games idea. The uh <laughs> What if we just got some SCP Foundation characters in there? <laughs> if you, Get if those you guys and the deer with human feet, <laughs> still you... stuck on that. <laughs> <laughs> the deer with the deer that leaves human footprints is so good. <laughs> I do also really like the idea of like like Katniss entering a cave and it's just the back rooms or they have to deal with Slenderman in the woods. They're <laughs> <laughs> oh no, one of the tributes is in the femur breaker. <laughs> That's really scary. Uh, here's another one. Any mutt ideas that one can think of? Brackets. I need help. I've always been enamored with the mutts of the Hunger Games, from the dangerous fog, ooh, to the wolf dogs. I'm writing a new book, and I need some ideas for new mutants mutants and traps. Uh, Think of what you would like to see from a game maker's chair. So far, here are some of my concepts. In my stories, you can choose what affinity you possess, and depending on how long you survive and how many you kill, your affinity grows, thus creating a cycle in which one can spawn something of their own volition, whether it's a gun or a small poisonous spider or a participant being able to alter trees and waters into into dangerous compounds. Here are a few of my ideas. This sounds like a fucking awesome fanfic. I choose gun. Yeah, gun seems pretty good. If I'm in the Hunger Games and I can spawn a gun... Seems pretty I'm gonna good. pick that over poisonous spider. I will take an AK-47 with a drum magazine, please. Thank you. Okay, uh, bat mutt. This mutt can't see and sleeps at night. It communicates through sound and echoes. It makes little shrieks and cracking sounds. Its body is that of a bat, but it's about forty feet tall. Holy shit! With what a the th- hell? <laughs> with a thirty-foot wingspan. It has a thin black coat and no fur. It can also camouflage. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. The 40 foot tall bat can camouflage. Okay. Uh, and can change color like a chameleon. Its head is very long, about five feet in length. Well, that's not very long. That's not very long <laughs> if it's 40 feet tall. It extends outward. It's very similar to what we see in A Quiet Place, which was a good film? Question mark. another mutt is a porcupine raccoon with the mouth of a dog that climbs trees and throws needles at you there will be multiple of these guys hell yes hell yes brother that sounds amazing (laughs) another one is a small little flower that formulates a mouth and bites you once you touch hold on no that's flowey we're not putting flowey we're not putting flowey in the hunger games come on we could, though. We could, I guess. If we're putting Slenderman in there and Pennywise. <laughs> it can then unshackle itself to stick onto your body, causing mass paranoia as the acid releases from its mouth. That does sound kind of scary. Uh, butterflies that turn into anything and swoop in around you. Turn into anything? Turn into anything. Blinding you <laughs> as they radiate light. They can replicate a human or other tributes perfectly. And radiate light? And radiate light. They aren't as scary as tracker jackers, but can tear at the skin as their wings are metallic with jagged edges. 
Knife wings. Knife wings. That, I think, alone, that's a pretty good Hunger Games animal. It's a mm-hmm. butterfly, and it can slice you up. Butterflies that can turn into anything. And also, they radiate light, and they replicate a human. Is that like, do they become human-sized, or are they like a tiny human? Like a butterfly-sized <laughs> guy. Uh uh, and they aren't as scary as Tracker Jackers. I think that's subjective. Um, I think if they can turn into anything, they're probably scarier than Tracker Jackers. Yeah, that's a quite a quite an interesting power. A final mutt idea is a hippo that lives in the river and can run on land. However, it's spliced with a frog and it can extend its <laughs> tongue to grab and munch or jump in the air and land on you. That sounds fucking <laughs> awesome. That's the best. That one rocks. That's a damn. That's a damn good one. That's the best one we've heard so far. That's a really good movie monster. If we're putting, <laughs> if we're putting new mutants in the in the Hunger Games, I want to see the hippo that can jump and grab you with its tongue. <laughs> yeah. What I am interested in is some kind of sea animal mutt. The octopus is observed to be one of the most intelligent invertebrates out there. It can also escape and squeeze through any hole, as long as it's bigger than its hardened beak mouth. They can also regenerate limbs. I propose the octopus mutt. The capital has amplified its intelligence with tracker jacker venom and conditioned training. It is thus capable of facial recognition and species recognition, i.e. it can differentiate between a human or some other animal because of its squishable and escaping nature. (laughs) Its skin can be genetically modified to be penetration resistant to bullets, knives, etc., yet soft and slippery enough to evade bare skin capture or fighting and because it can squeeze into such tight spaces it is capable of navigating anywhere and even killing enemies by entering their mouths whoa or whatever hole (laughs) entering their mouths or whatever holes and causing all sorts of (laughs) havoc internally they can also regenerate limbs if it chooses to leave an arm or two and escape to asphyxiate enemies airways that one's pretty good too evil evil octopus i'm into that yeah i okay more people recommending the annihilation bear Sure. (laughs) I want some kind of fox. It runs and has sharp teeth. I love foxes. So a fox? Yeah, that's just an angry fox, I guess. That's fine. No no wrong answers here. Mm -hmm. There are so many of these threads. Those were all the ones that I selected, but I'm just looking at my search results here. We have Mutts of the Dark Days, uh, Human Mutt Hybrids, uh, just looking here to see this thread was called what happened to the mutts, but I don't want to click that because that might be spoilers, but I do want to know what happened to the dogs from the end yeah. of the book. Yeah. If we don't just, if we just don't hear about them again, that's going to be disappointing. Yeah. I want to know what they're up to. Uh, uh, if we see them again or like, I think the main thing we were getting, a lot of comments like asking whether we were meant to understand that they were actually mutant or not. And I think that that question is open enough that I would like to see more about that. Like, are they really hybrids? Do they have the memories or is that all Katniss, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Thank God. Thank God for the subreddit. <laughs> Absolutely. Those were wonderful. I, I'm going to be thinking about the hippo frog for a long time. Um, 
And also the deer with human feet. The deer with human feet. The deer wearing sick shoes. That sounds amazing. Can, can you imagine a scene where Katniss goes out hunting, doing the like hatchet shit, and she shoots a deer, and it has to be like, wait, this deer has human feet. This deer is wearing Nikes. <laughs> oh. That, she, she, she looks in horror as she realizes that it's wearing PETA's shoes. fuck i love that are you picturing like human legs or just like feet kind of growing out of where the hooves would be like yep just feet just the feet i'm picturing deer legs with human feet (laughs) on the end oh incredible well um is there anything else Anything else, last minute stuff to cover here? Or should we take it to the close? I think I'm good. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, but you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And uh, what are our plans coming up? What are we going to do next? Um, no movie episode for the foreseeable future. Um, so what are we going to move on to? So I think we're going to, um, after like a week or so break, we're going to go right into Catching Fire, which is Hunger Games book two. Awesome. I'm really, really looking forward to it after mm-hmm. the way this one ended. So yeah, we'll hit the ground running like a deer with human feet. <laughs> Until then, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. Makes ocean roll seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise